Blog Talk Radio. meaning those votes from that slate state 
to the Electoral College to cast their votes for the candidate. That's what is meant by candidate has picked up three electoral votes from Wyoming. Like, I've been watching CNN for quite a while. You know what I'm saying, honey? We watch oh, um, it pretty much every day. This is, you, you are educating me because I just realized, baby, with 538 <laughs> electoral votes, yeah. they say that you, you need 270. Well, when you add that together times two, that, that shows you why you need that many. That's right. The candidate who receives the majority of electoral votes, which is 270, will become president since those electors will cast their votes for that candidate. And so that's kind of what it means, everybody, and that is what an electoral vote is. And I'll come back and I'll retouch on it really quick once we're done with some of these other ones, but we just kind of wanted to give you kind of a layman term, and it, it, it may still sound a little confusing, but we'll straighten it out. And I'll let my husband do the next one. What is an absentee ballot? An absentee ballot is a vote cast by someone who is unable or unwilling to attend the official polling station. Numerous methods have been devised to facilitate this. Increasing the ease of access to absentee ballots are, are seen by many as one way to improve voter turnout. So another way to get people out there, if you can't get down to the polling stations or wherever, this is another way that you can also be felt in the polling process. Though some countries require that a valid reason such as serious sickness or illness or travel mm -hmm. be given before a voter can participate in an absentee ballot. It is something that is uh, definitely needed, though, because everyone needs to have a voice, and this is another way for everybody to, to kind of have that voice in the voting process. Wow, I just learned something, and I didn't know what an absentee ballot is. Now I do. Okay, number three is, what is a battleground state? Okay, they're the states that haven't traditionally gone mostly for Democrats or for Republicans. They could go either way in an election. That's why the candidates fight the hardest for the votes in these or those states. So right now we got a big battle going on with John McCain and Barack Obama, Everyone you hear talking on CNN, all the different analysts and political polls are all saying, yeah, they're crossing over, they're hitting all the battleground states. That's what a battleground state is, is you know, states that have not gone either way, and they're pretty much toss-ups, meaning they could go either way on Tuesday, uh, November 4th. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is the role of the U.S. president? Now, the president of the United States is the head of state and the mm -hmm. head of the government of the United States and is the highest political official in the United States of America by influence and recognition. The president leads the executive branch of the federal government. His or her role is to enforce national law as given in the Constitution and written by Congress. Ooh. Article 2 of the Constitution establishes the president as commander-in-chief of the armed forces and enumerates powers specifically granted to the president, including the power to sign into law or veto bills passed by both house, houses and of Congress. Mm -hmm. The president also has the power to create a cabinet of advisors and to grant pardons and reprieves. Finally, with the advice and consent of the Senate, the president is empowered to make treaties and appoint federal officials, such as ambassadors, federal judges, including justices of the U.S. Supreme Court, as the officials in the other branches of the United States government, the Constitution restrains the president with a set of checks and balances designed to prevent any individual or group from taking absolute power. So the president kind of, baby, is just 
the head of everything that's going on has its fingers in everything and makes sure wow. that it goes the way it's supposed to go. And you know what I just learned just now, and this is really, really, really surprising, and I bet you a lot of you guys out there are saying the same thing, and the call lines are all busy and flashing. If you guys want to jump in, go right ahead, jump right in. But I just learned that the president is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. Now, that's something I didn't know before. And, I mean, you know, you guys might chuckle and go, what, you didn't know that? But it is really, really, really um, informative and important to kind of go over some of these things just so as we get further into the show it kind of makes a lot of sense for uh, a lot of more people. And I'm learning as we go, so this is fun, you guys. Number five is, how long is the term a president serves before having to run again? And this answer is easy. It's pretty simple. The U.S. presidential term is four years. However, a U.S. president can be elected again for a second term of four years. Total is usually around eight. But doing my research, I also found out that there has been one other president, President Roosevelt, that served a total of Ten years. It's kind of strange, but he did two extra years. He um, served two extra years. There has been another um, president back in the day that turned it down. He said no, and he just he thought eight years was enough for any president to serve this country. So, but the average and what is known to us and what what you know we pretty much live by is four years the first time, and if they run again and win, four more years. And then next we have what are four key points if Barack Obama becomes our next U.S. president or if John McCain does. And I'll give you the Obama, um, Barack Obama. If he prevails, he would help our medical insurance system get back on track. He will help get our economy going again. He will help create many jobs for the unemployed and the U.S. in general. And he will get our education system fixed and going in the right direction. And that's just to name a few. Okay, babe. Well, if Senator John McCain prevails, he says that he will not raise taxes on people making more than $250,000 a year. He will get the war in Iraq won and funded. He will get the energy problem we face here in the United States corrected. And finally, he will give Americans a $5,000 tax credit to go out and purchase your own health insurance, just to name a few. Now, the one question that I have about this um, second one is, um, this number four is, he will give Americans a tax credit to go out and purchase insurance. Well, us being in the mainstream, we know that it is pretty difficult to go out and buy insurance. Not only do you have to jump through hoops, and that's even with, like, the NBA, that's with, you know, acting and the different fields that I've been in. It's you got to kind of, you know, prove yourself and go through a lot of things to get insurance. And I don't know that $5,000 would really even cover it longer than maybe a month or two because, if you have a family of three or four, you know, which we have a family of three, you know, insurance could run it upwards of $1,500 a month. So I just, you know, thought that that one was kind of something that we definitely want to look into and research a little bit further. But these are all good ones, and then we, we move on. And I have how much money does the President of the United States make, babe? Do you have how any much? idea? Okay, well, here we go. The President <laughs> is paid a salary of... $400,000 along with other benefits. And this is the annual salary that the president receives for every year. He is the president of the United States. Okay, so he gets it annually, and that's pretty good. And, I mean, that's pretty much enough. But then again, he also gets free room and board and that sort of thing, I bet, too, by being able to live at the White House. And, you know, the country takes care of him, so I'm sure all of his basic needs, food, and his family's basic needs, medical, all that is probably covered through being the president, which he totally, whoever the president becomes, they totally deserve because they are representing our whole country. So um, the next one we'll move into, honey, I got one. What uh -huh. is the White House? The White House is in Washington, D.C., and it serves as the official place 
of residence for the President of the United States. He is entitled to use its staff and its facilities, including medical care, which they have a, a like little operating room and all that, like a real hospital. That's so amazing. I didn't know that until I saw it on CNN. CNN, I'm giving you much props because you guys are really doing this reporting great. <laughs> then the next one, recreation, housekeeping, so they got somebody to clean for him and everything, which I would hope so he could run the country, and security services. One of two Boeing VC-25 aircraft also is at their disposal. So that's what the White House is, and those are the amenities that go along with it. And then we move right on to what can we do now, everybody out there, now that we've given you some tips and, and some ideas of kind of what everything is, not to say we're educating you, but just refreshing everybody, what can we do now to change our present and future in the U.S.? Here's what we can do. We can go out and vote. We can educate ourselves as much as possible about all of the aspects of government and political systems, and we can ask ourselves who we feel in our hearts can best lead our country, and then we can make a stand to try to help that person be elected. We can also encourage our friends and neighbors to also go out and vote. This is extremely important, right, baby? Well, you've got to rock the vote. That's the way to do it because mm -hmm. you just spread the word, and before you know it, you're going to get a couple people, they're going to get a couple people, and all That's of a sudden right. we're going to have all the people out there voting. Maybe not everybody, but a lot. Oh, most definitely, and I did tell you guys, I promised you guys that I would go back over um, what the electoral vote was because it felt like I just kind of said all that and I was talking about it in the beginning, layman terms, so I'm going to just really quickly just say it one more time. The rest, I think, was pretty easy and self-explanatory, but the electoral vote is important. I watched CNN, and I'm telling you guys, for quite a while I had no idea what it was. I love that map that they showed, John, that reporter, shows, and he moves stuff around and shows you what states and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's so fun, but I was like, what is an electoral? Vote. I don't know. So I'm going to say it real quick, okay? I'm going to read fast, but listen to me, guys. I'm telling you, I'm going I'm to share some very valuable information. The Electoral College was established by the Constitution to provide a means to assure that all states would have an equal opportunity to affect the outcome of a presidential election. Each state sends electors to the college based upon the total numbers of its congressional representatives, two for its senators and one for each House of Representatives members it elects. Since States with larger populations have more House members elected. Those states have more electoral votes. The total number of electoral votes is 538, which represents the total number of members in the House and Senate, including non-voting members from the U.S. territories. When you vote for president, what you actually are doing is voting for a slate of electors from that party who have pledged their votes to that candidate. The candidate with the most votes in a particular state will actually send their particular slate of electors. Now, see, that's where it gets jumbled, honey, but they're saying that everybody will conglomerate it up together and then send that one group in um, from that state to the electoral college, which is the main hub, to cast their votes for that candidate. That's what is meant by candidate has picked up three electoral votes from Wyoming. Like right now, if you guys turn it on CNN, you can see they'll show you on the the um, electoral voting map, they'll show you, you know, sometime during the day, I don't know what time it'll come on, but I'm sure if you flick it on, you'll see it, and they'll say, oh, yeah, Barack Obama's expected to get this many electoral votes, or he has this many, or John McCain has that many, and he needs to turn these states, or vice versa, or however it goes, and they'll tell you. And currently, right now, the last I checked, Barack Obama had 331 electoral votes, and John McCain had 186. Mm -hmm. But that was about two hours ago, and it seems that everything is just changing, honey, you know, 
kind of yeah. quickly. One minute you turn on the TV and, you know, all these states are swaying in the McCain direction and the Republican direction, and then the next minute it's swaying in the Democrat and the Barack Obama direction. And so it's going to be really interesting. What do you think? I think it's going to go on that way until the vote is in. Everyone mm-hmm. knows exactly what it is, especially because last time with uh, Gore and mm-hmm. uh, the president now, Bush, there was such a big drama about it. I think that until that is just said and done, it's going to be this speculation. You're going to see it vacillate a little bit back and forth. But it, 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 like you said, it's fun to watch and definitely to educate yourself because you learn so much uh, about what's going on. That's right. And, you guys, we, we could talk politics all day, but that was our first segment. We really wanted to get that out there again. Please go out and rock the vote on Tuesday. If you're in a city or a state, and I know it's people listening nationwide, and that you can vote early, please do. Go out there and vote. Because when I look at the TV and I'm on the treadmill, I want to know that you was one of those early voters that went out and made a difference. Okay? Now, again, we do not purport to be political analysts or the like, just Doug and Jackie simply sharing our views with you. Thank you very much. There it is, baby. And in today in Hot Topics and News, mm-hmm. we have for you, darling. Would you oh, my please? gosh, you guys. We got, okay, the couple that sold, okay, I'll just tell you guys. Couple pleads guilty to selling drugs to Amy Winehouse. A British couple who sold video footage of the singer Amy Winehouse apparently smoking crack, which is just not good, and I don't even really like saying it, but this is a hot topic in the news, to the Sun newspaper, they sold them to the Sun newspaper, have pleaded guilty to selling her those drugs, according to the prosecutor, Mr. Larkin. When police in London raided the couple's home, they also found a list, and this is why this topic is important, you guys. They found a list of celebrities that the people also supplied drugs to, including Mrs. Winehouse. Now, I don't know, for people that's not familiar with Amy Winehouse, she is a fabulous singer. She is a lady from Europe that sings soul, and you wouldn't expect her, the way she looks and stuff, you wouldn't expect her to sing so soulful. I mean, she is awesome. And she sung a song that um, took her, um, that was really popular last year, and it was called um, Rehab. And I know it's ironic because this is a whole drug story and stuff, but, yeah, it's, she's a fabulous singer, and it's just too bad, and hopefully she will get some help for her problems. I was going to say, did, did you want to give us a little bit of that song? No, no I don't okay. know. I don't know how to okay. do it. <laughs> and then moving right along. We have the ultimate littering problem here, everybody, and it is space station trash plunging to Earth. A piece of space station trash the size of a refrigerator is poised to plunge through the Earth's atmosphere late Sunday. More than a year after the astronaut tossed it overboard, NASA and the U.S. Space Surveillance Network are tracking the object as we speak. A 1,400-pound, again, that's 1,400-pound tank of toxic ammonia coolant thrown from the International Space Station. Well, exactly where the tank will inevitably fall is currently unknown, though it is expected to re-enter Earth's atmosphere, like I said, Sunday afternoon or late that evening. Now, they also said that this has a very low likelihood that anyone will be impacted by it. But uh, I, I don't know. The NASA space station's program manager said in an interview, but still, it is a large object and pieces will enter, and we just need to be cautious. Talking about everybody. NASA mm-hmm. astronaut Clayton Anderson 
that that is the person that threw it over. He threw over an uh, ammonia tank from the tip of the space station's Canadian-built robotic arm during a July 23, 2007 spacewalk. Now, he also tossed over an unneeded video camera stand overboard, and, and that weighed 212 pounds, but it burned up harmlessly, they say, in the atmosphere earlier this year. Uh, NASA expects up to 15 pieces, babe, of the tank to survive the searing hot temperatures of re-entering, uh, ranging in a size of about 1.4 ounces to nearly 40 pounds. Now that is a lot. Do you? I mean, can you guys imagine if something comes flying out of the sky? Well, how the, it's going to impact this Earth. Oh the, well, they say it, it will be going about 100 miles an hour. Now I don't know if this is true, but. Uh, when I was a little kid, they said that if you stood on the top of the Space Needle and you dropped a nickel over and someone down there tried to catch it, it would almost go through their hand. So you can imagine that's the Space Needle, which is, I don't know, 500 that's feet amazing. tall. And that is coming from outer space. So yeah. that's uh, we'll have to watch out for that one. Yeah, we definitely do. Oh, my God. Next we got Senator Barack Obama um, is under fire right now. They're saying that his aunt is illegally living in the United States and the media outlets are swamping down on this story, and it just broke this morning, and he has already um, sent a statement out stating that he had no knowledge of her status, but obviously believes that any and all appropriate laws must and should be followed. Um, his spokesperson, Bill Burton, did make sure the media did get that, and according to the Associated Press, a court refused four years ago to accept asylum application for her. She's 56 years old, a half-sister of Obama's Kenyan father. However, she has continued to live in a public housing complex in South Boston, the AP is reporting, Associated Press is reporting. Now, I don't know what's going on with that, and I just hope it all works out um, for them. I, I, it, I do question the timing of this, and I think a lot of other people did. They said there was like four senators that one of them shot off a letter immediately to the um, U.S. Uh, security people and asked him why would they do that, are they trying to harm him. But it really, to me, doesn't have any effect on either candidate if there's a family member doing something, I would honestly say, because right now you cannot really control a grown individual or someone else that's making decisions for themselves. Not to say it's not wrong, but I'm saying how do they know that that's even true. And don't distract from the prize at hand, and that is us electing a new president that will guide this country back on track because everyone knows we're off track. And that seems to be something small, as with Sarah Palin, I guess they're putting out a big thing too, and this is kind of like off topic, but they're saying that she, her husband denounced the USA Ooh. at one time. He didn't believe in the U.S. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with really Sarah Palin directly either. So hopefully they can get this worked out. What do you think, Ben? Well, I think that, um, like we were talking about earlier, like what is the, the job of president? Well, he he has the ability to mm -hmm. to do certain things, and That's he right. can you know pardon her or whatever. So they're probably saying this in advance of you know him winning the presidency, and then saying, oh, is this something that he might do or not? So uh -huh. we'll have to watch that one. Definitely. Also in the news, we have trick-or-treat boy killed in U.S. Now, this is a terrible story. A 12-year-old has been shot dead while trick-or-treating with his family in the United States state of 
South Carolina. The boy's father and brother were also wounded by gunfire. Police said the shooting occurred in Sumner, South Carolina, when the family approached a house and a man let fire loose from inside of the property. A 22-year-old suspect, Quentin Patrick, is in custody charged with murder and assault and battery with intent to kill, prison officials said. Uh, as the family stood at the door of the house, they heard what they thought were fireworks. The Sumter Police Chief Patty Patterson said, The 12-year-old, his father, and one of his three brothers were hit by bullets. Unfortunately, the 12-year-old died in the hospital while his relatives' uh, injuries were not life-threatening, officials said. The investigation is continuing into what has become a tragic evening, uh, Ms. Patterson said, and she was quoted in the Associated Press and said, Our sorrows and sympathy go out to him and his family. She is uh, there, baby. Also, the incident, there were other people in the house, but I don't mm. think no one is going to be charged in, the, in, you know, anybody else who are in there, just the person who actually shot the gun. And a neighbor said that they heard a loud noise but dismissed it as a Halloween mischief. That is just the most unfortunate story. Uh, and, you know, honey, we, first of all, we don't, we're not saying we don't condone uh, trick-or-treating in Halloween because we do buy candy for our kids and that sort of thing, but it's been years since we've taken them out and actually knocked on doors. I just haven't felt comfortable, and, you know, our family just does, you know, things at home and have little parties and haunted houses that we build at home. Not only is it, it seemed to be safer and funner. We're, we live in Washington, and it rains a lot. It gets dark pretty fast. And in areas where there's a lot of forest and trees and stuff, you just kind of lose. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little spooky. I don't know if I'm going to look up and see Jason and it's the real one or the <laughs> fake one. I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm just going to continue on to have the parties inside the house with the doors locked. Yeah. You know, they got Friday the 13th. They've got all these different movies out. Halloween. Now, that thing falling down out that window on the last one that I saw was the final thing. That was the final blow. I would not go out trick-or-treating because you look down the street and see this face looking at you. It's over. Okay, and not to make this a joke or anything like that. It's just really unfortunate. We pray for the little boy and his family. It is just a terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy. And I don't know if the 22-year-old meant to do it or it was a sick prank or what, but hopefully he will be brought to justice if it was intentional. And you can call us and join us live anytime by dialing 347-215-8305. Our show is really emotional and heated and passionate today, so I haven't really, we haven't really went into the chat room yet. So if you guys are in there chatting, that's great. Go right ahead. We'll jump in where we can. Thank you guys for coming. And then we'll move right along into this is the last one. This is don't forget to turn your clocks back, you guys. Okay, Sunday morning. Yes, it is time to fall back. Standard time returns this weekend at 2 a.m. on Sunday. So that would be like go to sleep tonight, wake up at 1 or 2, so 2 a.m., and set your clock back an hour, okay, because we're going to gain an hour. That's good. I always feel like it's, I'm stealing some free time. I don't know why. It's like, oh, I got a free extra hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, I always say, and, <laughs> you know, they always tell you, you, set it back before you go to bed, then when you wake up, it's already That's done. Right. You don't even have to worry about it. And uh, a lot of But time, can you do that, though, before 2 o'clock? It's your clock for. And we got the call lines are heated up. Jump right in the conversation whenever you're ready, and we can just go from there. And in today in love and romance, we have 
for you, drum roll. We have some quick tips for you guys. And starting with, and this is Love and Romance, our favorite, favorite section of the show. We're moving right along pretty quickly because we got behind in the first part. We really wanted to cover politics with you guys. But here we go. Be honorable in all of your relationships at all times because your mate or the person that you care about truly deserves as much. That is be honorable, okay? The next one is be steadfast in putting your mate and their feelings first. Be steadfast. Number three is communicate. It is, let me say again, it is the foundation of a lasting relationship, communication. Number four and final is respect, as always with uh, it, you can experience infinite love. Respect will get you there. So number four is respect. That is beautiful, honey. And, and you guys already know how we feel about that. We've covered that in a lot of our radio shows. It is very important to respect not only others, but mainly respect yourself. And now it's time to announce our winner from last week's contest. They will win a brand-new iPod Nano. And that winner is... That's Drum roll. Her name is Brenda oh. Childs. <laughs> so I know you're out there listening, Brenda, and definitely um, we appreciate you calling your answers in. She called them in because, uh, and she actually emailed us at our MySpace, which is myspace.com, Jackie and Doug, Infinite Love, and made sure that her answers came across so she wins a brand-new iPod Nano. Brenda, I do have your uh, phone number from when you called the 888 number, and I will call you and get your address, or you can just email it to us at our MySpace, and we'll send your prize right out. I thought I was the winner of the <laughs> Nano, but check it out. This week's contest will be strictly a speed contest. You have to send in the answers of these next four questions as soon what as are you they can. Getting? After the show. Now, I'm going to say again, after the show. Number one, okay. what year did Michelle and Barack Obama marry? Number okay. two, what year did Will and Jada Pinkett Smith marry? Number three, how long has Tom and Katie Cruz been married? And number four, true or false, are Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie married? Okay, i got a question for you, honey. I heard you the question. Who is Tom and Katie Cruz? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. And and I'll give Google you guys me. a little hint. There's that internet, you know, the worldwide <laughs> internet. Here we go. Next we say, okay, as soon as the show ends, we want you to email us your answers, or you can call us at area code 888-733-7105 and leave a message with your answers on there or go to our MySpace, and we'll thank you in advance for playing and moving right along, before we hit sports, we're going to talk a little bit about beauty, fashion, and lifestyle. And in this area we have for you today... Yes. Starting out, <laughs> we're going to say, let's go with water. Out of the glass bottles instead of the plastic people oh, out there. Oh, I can't there. do that, honey. Oh, okay. you got to go out of the glass <laughs> instead of the plastic. And if you can't, make sure that it's some really good plastic because researchers have found that some plastic containers actually leach onto the water, thus causing numerous negative side effects. Check it out. Be healthy. Google it if you need to. Number two is earmuffs. Stay warm with these fluffy accessories. They keep the, those iPod headphones in real nice and your ears warm at the same time. Wow. Okay, earmuffs is nice, but they got to be fashionable. So do, do you think they have, like, fluffy kind but not fur because, you know, the activists will come? They got them fluffy, okay. furry, pink, purple, black, white, polka dot, whatever you want. Fantastic. And then my two tips for you guys. Now, these are more lifestyle tips, but... 
Number three would be get yourself some great books on the economy and politics to get better informed about what's going on in our world. Okay, and I tell you, you'll be happy that you did. You can go online to Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. There's a world of information and great titles you can choose from, and that's where I plan to go after the show is on there and pick out a couple for myself. Okay, and then number four is plan out your weekend, and you'll get more time to have some fun, and you can budget it in. I know everybody's going, well, with the economy, there's a lot that I want to do. I want to go out. I want to do this. I want to go, you know, to the movies. I want to do this and that, but I need to save money. You know, well, I can tell you gas prices have went back down, so it's a good time to, you know, stock up on gas and, you know, fill your car up, but I got some suggestions for you guys, and if you lay it out in front of you, you can you can make it happen. So, like, for example, weekend number one, I, I do it like a month in advance, but weekend number one, you can catch a movie on a Saturday and go bowling on a Sunday. The cost for the movie is $8 probably, unless you're taking someone else, then you double that and you, if you're going to pay for them. Bowling is $15, gas, $15, food and snacks, $20 total, $58. If you could treat yourself to $58 on a weekend and how you get to that point if you're like, I don't have $58 to spend on that. Well, you just have to go and knock off something else that you wouldn't do. Maybe you don't get that new pair of tennis shoes. Maybe you don't get that new handbag or something like that. you got to treat yourself special and treat yourself right and keep yourself relaxed and having fun, especially in these times. So maybe you just you know, alternate, well, I could do without another purse in my collection of 50 that I already have, right, babe? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I'm not saying me. No, I'm I just... mean <laughs> other people. Yeah. And then number weekend number two, for example, would be read a favorite book on a Saturday, okay, and go sightseeing on a Sunday. Well, if you read a book on a Saturday, it's free. Sightseeing in your city is free. Just a couple bucks for gas to get there. Unless you're close, you can walk and just go and see. You know what I mean? So there's all kind of different ways and ideas. If you plan it out and lay it out like on a little scaled map, then you can you can find ways to, to make it happen. No question, baby. Planning ahead, that is a good one. I, I, I think I'm going to do that. I'm writing down some ideas as we speak. Most definitely. You can join us anytime by calling in live, 347-215-8305, or go into our chat room throughout the show. And I think it's about that time. Oh, and everyone knows what that music is, and we will be bringing you back to the one, the only Wizzle. Wizzle, are you out there in Blog Talk land with us this Saturday? I'm not far. I'm not far. I'm not far. I hope my communicator is working. Is it working? You hear me there? Oh, we we hear you wonderfully, Wizzle. Now, uh, you you voted for those those Rays, and, and they lost. We have to give the Phillies all the love in the world. Phillies win the World Series 25 years since they've had a title, 83 Sixers. And uh, one of your good, well, I won't say your friends, but uh, you're a Mariners friend. Uh, Jamie Moyer finally wins a World Series. What do you think about that? Well, I'm happy for Jamie Moyer, and uh, he's obviously a fixture around in the town. If you uh, are familiar with the Northwest or the Seattle area, he's big with Brown Bear Car Wash. And uh, 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 get your car wash and your window fixed at the same time. So good thing for you, Jamie. Uh, he was the only pitcher I think I can remember who was throwing in the 70s and 80s, low 80s the whole time. And to go out there and do that for seven innings is pretty outstanding. So obviously he's got control of his stuff. There it is. Now, I, I want to jump right into football because we've got some fantastic matchups. So we're going we're gonna to cover a little NBA, uh, college, uh, NCAA, a couple other things. But let, let's go right into football, Wizzle. And we've got Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Talk to me. You know, uh, Cincinnati looked pretty good last week. I also uh, 
Chad Johnson is also getting healthier. Uh, it seems like each week he's active. Uh, he's been able to help out, and obviously Hushmanzada, uh, Hushimama on the other side has been a big threat, and they are getting better. But I think there will be too much and be covered this weekend by the Jaguars and that defense and what they got going on. So uh, I'm taking the Jags in that one. All righty. What about the J-E-T-S and the Buffalo Bills? Got to go with Buffalo. Buffalo's at home. Uh a lot of questions are starting to arise around Brett Favre and some of his decision-making at the helm. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously they still have a very good team. And I, I just think that Buffalo's going to find their stride in and get that win at home. It's a huge game. Huge, huge game. I agree with you. Arizona at St. Louis. Got to go with Arizona. St. Louis, uh, Stephen Jackson's obviously a game-time decision. But uh, I look for Mr. Kurt Warner, who would – Obviously, the second best rated quarterback in the league right now uh, to go in and and, uh, and to lead and get a little redemption in his hometown or his ex his ex championship team, so to speak. So I go I go with the Cardinals in this one. Now, what about those Texans? They are going up against the Minnesota Vikings. You know what? I really really like uh, the Vikes. I, they're, they're physical. I like their game plan, but I don't know if they're as far along as the Texans are. Uh, a lot of people uh, don't know who they are because they play under the radar, but the fact is they play everybody equally as tough. So uh, I look for them to, to go into Minnesota and get a win. Uh, obviously, they have one of the top-rated uh, receivers in the league, and in, uh, in Andre Johnson, and their quarterback is also doing a good job for them, and also Steve Slayton from uh, oh, uh, ex-college days in his rookie debut year. He's doing well, too, so I'm looking for the Texans to pull that one off. Well, we we got Baltimore versus Cleveland. This could be an ugly ball game. Who do you got in that one? That's a serious defense in Baltimore. I'm just going to go with Baltimore. I'm going with defense, and I think that they can score on defense. Um, I think that whatever Baltimore scores on defense, it would be hard-pressed for Cleveland to score on offense. So I'm going with Baltimore in that one. Okay, Detroit versus Chicago. Going back and forth with this one. Obviously, the the coaching change one week, and then uh, the quarterback shakeup obviously took some new life into Detroit as they, you know, obviously competed a little bit better last night. Uh, I haven't fully came to my decision, but you know what? I'm gonna give them the nod. Webb, this is for you. I'm going with Detroit to get the upset in Chicago this week. Ooh, big game. Now we got those. Uh, we got Tampa Bay, and they are heading to KC to face. The Chiefs, who do you got in that one? You know, also the Chiefs have been looking good. Uh, you can only stay in the gutter for so long, uh, and, and, and me and that, uh, in terms of your ineptness of playing and, and not understanding what you're out here and being embarrassed as a pro. So uh, they, they've really started to pick it up and, and take some pride in their play and to play for their coach. But I think they will be overmatched this week playing a, a hungry Tampa Bay team that comes in with a very, very physical defense. And also, KC is depleted from one Larry Johnson, who had an off-the-field incident. So uh, we're going to go with Tampa in this one. Okay, Miami at Denver. It's another big game. Uh, I think this is going to be a big game of turnovers, obviously. Uh, you have a team where uh, Denver obviously airs it out, uh, and you got a very, very good quarterback in Jay Cutler. But at the same time, you got a very physical and opportunistic defense on the Miami side of the ball. So I'm looking for Miami to come up on the positive side of this in Denver. Uh, I think that the fact that Denver proven, has proven that they can't stop the run is going to be something that's going to bite them all game. So I look for Miami to run it down their throat and for Ricky and, 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 and the other back to 
both have 100 yards. So it's going to be one of those type of games. I'm going Miami. Okay, Atlanta Falcons at the Oakland Raiders. You know, that's going to be a good game, too. Uh, obviously, all the games are good games if you're a football fan. I'm looking for Atlanta to pull this one out. They bounced back last week. Uh, they had a tough loss, uh, but they're extremely competitive. They play the right way, and uh, they play with some redemption. So I look for them to pull this one out this week. Now, here's one for you. Seattle lit it up last week. We got Philly up here in the northwest at Seattle. Who do you got for that one? Seattle has beat Philly uh, it's three out of the past four times. So, uh, you know what, I'm going to go with Seattle at home. Seneca Wall is starting. There's no scouting report other than what you watched him do last week. So uh, I look for Holmgren to open up the playbook a little bit and uh, to let our guys play. And uh, hopefully we can uh, come up with some turnovers on the defensive side of the ball and, and come up with a win. Now we got a New England at Indy Sunday night football. Who do you got with that one? Uh, again, um, a, a game of redemption. Indy, I look, I got Indy in this one. They're going to be at home. Uh, they kind of took it on the chin a little bit last week, uh, and they also get Bob Sanders and Joseph Adai back in the backfield, which will drastically uh, help out their play on both sides of the ball. So I'm going with Indy in this one. With well, somebody in our chat room, you guys not to interrupt this. The Falcons will take the Raiders if things break. And they could go to the playoffs. What do you think? Uh, well, that's true. Uh, the Wizzle <laughs> picks Atlanta over Oakland in Oakland. That, that's a that's a big one. He's stepping out. Oakland Raiders usually play halfway decent at home, wouldn't you say, Wizzle? Well, uh, without a doubt, and obviously it's going to be a different uh, type of climate to pay, play in because, uh, let's face it, there is nowhere like Raiderland in, in Oakland and some of the fanatics they have and also some of the obscenities that you're going to go through. So, But I still, I look for Atlanta to, to handle their business. They've been playing real well, and their quarterback looks like he's real deal. So uh, hey, I look for them to go in there and, and to play better at Oakland tomorrow. Well, well, was I, I saved the three best for last. Obviously, we're, we're going to jump ahead to Monday Night Football before we talk about these last two games. But uh, Pittsburgh versus Washington on Monday night. You know, this is going to be a big, 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 big game. I uh, hope to sit in front of TV the whole time for that one. Uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in the upset. Uh, Pittsburgh's been playing pretty tough. I know it's not popular because I have a Seattle guy, sorry, Tim Zorn and, and Sean Alexander and, you know, and, and what I do. But, hey, I'm going with Pittsburgh in this one. They also look like they're better at this point as a team. It's not to knock Washington. They're really, really good. But it really looks like uh, uh, Pittsburgh is a team that's been fly, flying under the radar as well as Ben uh, Roethlisberger uh, playing at a high level, too. And he's uh, – every bit on the level of the top quarterbacks in the league. So I'm going with Pitt in this one. Okay, now we got Dallas at the Giants. What do you got for this one? Got to go with the Giants. Uh, you know, Dallas is obviously having a lot of internal problems uh, and problems uh, physically with some of their players and injuries. Uh, but uh, it's also uh, the Giants have also problems, too, with, with subordination uh, and player controversy and that type of thing. So, you know, Right, but what can you say? I'm going to give the nod to the to the Giants uh, and the champions right now. Uh, they've got Eli, and he's, uh, you know, the most stable to drive a ship. So I'm going with Eli in this one, and they're in New York. There you go. Well, uh, we're going to save the, the undefeated Tennessee Titans. They will be uh, hosting the Green Bay Packers. What do you got in this one? Is there an upset brewing? 
Well, I think there could potentially be one, seeing that Aaron Rodgers just got a big lump soda, lump of money. Uh, they could probably help him out tomorrow, but uh, I don't think it will. I think Tennessee plays at a very high level. Also, their defense is uh, really top-rated and ultra-physical. So I'm looking for Tennessee to pull this one out, and a tough one. Woo, you heard it there. Whistle picks a lot of road teams this week. I think the the, the road, they, they're going to go in and uh, open up a couple cans. Now, now you you mentioned Rodgers, and uh, I believe it was six years, $85 million. Uh, Is he worthy is my question. Well, uh, obviously I'm not the judge of that, but if you were asking me if I'm worthy of that type of money, certainly everybody's worthy of that type of money if your name can be put on that check. And they can fill out the digits, and you take it to the bank, and they say, yep, it passed. Uh, you know what? He's worthy of that money. He's a sharp quarterback. I think he's surpassed everybody's uh, expectations right now. And uh, if you really wanted to be actual and factual about it, if you had to take your pick right now, who would you pick, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre? Ooh, <laughs> right. Okay, Brett Favre. I, it's hard, you're hard pressed to go against Brett Favre because of the things that he does and what he brings to the game. But right now, I, I'm looking at you, Aaron Rodgers with Green Bay. He's playing fantastic. Uh, I, I'm not going to go uh, against Mr. Favre. I heard he can pick up a baseball with his foot. So anybody that can do something like that, they they got my vote. Now, Whistle. College football, BCS, number one, Texas at Texas Tech. What do you think? Do the Longhorns make it? Well, you know, it was really, really tough. I've seen the start of the game, and originally I have Texas, so I'm a, i got to stick with Texas. You can't jump ship. Uh, obviously, the number one team for a reason. Uh, they've spread the ball out. You obviously expect a, a tough, tough game if it's interstate. So, um, you know, that's just what it'll be, and then we'll see what happens at the end of the day. No question. Well, staying in college, uh, a little college basketball, Tyler Hansbrough, stress fracture right shin, the the, uh, reigning player of the year in North Carolina land is is down. Uh, They don't give a timetable on that. What what does that do to, uh, you know, they made it to the Final Four last year. I think everyone on their team pretty much came back with the mindset that, hey, we're going to do this again. Does does he heal up, recover, or is this something that's uh, insurmountable? for the Tar Heels? Well, you know what? They're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, Obviously, he's a player that you can't risk in terms of injury for his his career and his future. Uh, Obviously, we know that he is an NBA player, um, an NBA-type caliber player. I obviously have to sit him down and, and, and get through it. This is what recruiting is all about. This is what giving chance and opportunity is all about. you got some freshmen over there, and hopefully if you've been doing what you're supposed to do as a school, you have them eligible. And as a true freshman, you get those guys out there and get them some valuable experience. So, you know, you just make your way without it, as you do with any other uh, format of a team. No question. Well, uh, jumping right into the NBA and staying with basketball, we have Greg Oden out again. Was uh, what what happened with him? Well, he came down had a, a little bit of a, a, a skirmish. You know, we were talking the other day, Doug, on the other uh, the, the the only way that you get injured generally playing basketball is ankle injuries be it he's stepping on people's feet and that's what happened he stepped on the guy's foot and you know and there's a group of guys around him and it you know it looked pretty bad at the time but it you know i guess his the strength within his body held it together pretty good so he's going to be out for it looks like a one to three weeks 
So, uh, you know, hey, we'll see what happens after that, and hopefully I'll give him some time to, to get it back together and, and to shed a couple pounds and, and then get more in basketball shape. There you go. Now, did you did you happen to see the Blazers last night? What do you think about them without him out there on the court? Uh, you know, you had some great play uh, by Brandon Roy. Some some big shots were were made. What do you think of the Blazers without Oates? Well, uh, the Blazers definitely st- they still have a, a very competitive team. Uh, you know, you look at their record and the way they play. Obviously, it's tough out here in the West, but you know, if they were maybe in the East. And you look at what they're able to do personnel-wise and even on their bench and with their youth, they're a pretty promising team. So uh, I do like their talent. they got some big guys who play, and they all listen to Coach Nate McMillan, which is another ex-Seattle native. There you go. Now, you know, talking about uh, NBA basketball, and I'm looking at Houston, and I got a chance to watch them the other night, and I was dying to ask you this question. Do you think that the Houston Rockets – can win the West, and if they, if you do think that, what what are some points that might hinder them along that way? Well, uh, obviously injury would be the first thing that would would take place. Uh, but um, other than that, they do have they have the personnel. I think they got the shot in the arm that they needed um, in terms of getting our test, and, and you know that it's, it's infectious with you know, a, a fiery player or dude in your practice and in your locker room. So not, you can see that in the example with Kevin Garnett and what he did going into Boston. And, uh, you know, the attitude becomes contagious. Hopefully they catch on and take a new attitude and and uh, and play with a new scale and new attitude and, and handle their business a different way. So they do have an opportunity. It's just going to be real tough out here because they're in the West. Well, I think that they can probably win the West, but I want to hear your picks for the NBA Final Four, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Who do you got in the East? What are the two teams? Two teams in the East, real simple. LeBron James, high levels, come out here. I look for him to to be there again, playing against those Celtics. And uh, I think that's what's going to go down out in the East. In the West, I think it's going to be another tough fight. But, hey, we're going Houston, Lakers. Well, where you're looking at my notes, because I swear to you, I got those same four teams. <laughs> I, I'm looking at them what? right now. I, I, I surely do. And uh, we're going to have to monitor this as we go along. Obviously, I think a, a little injury here or there could derail a little bit of that. But I, I agree with you. Those are four strong teams. I look for them to be there at the end. And we're not going to pick a champion yet. We're going to let it roll for a little bit with the whistle. But with exactly. as always, we enjoy the insight. See ya. Same time, same place, next week. Okra and rice, I'm out. (laughs) And for everybody out there that don't know, we always have something special for us. We are um, right at that last ten minutes of our show, and we want to take a few minutes to just thank you guys again for being loyal listeners, great supporters, wonderful friends coming to us every week we we so look forward to doing our show every week and it's the highlight of the week for us and so to come here together and be able to join all you guys and see the call lines light up and the chat room is busy buzzing even if it isn't all positive you know everybody's entitled to their opinion 
um, keep coming, enjoying the show. It's going to get better and better. We've been on now over a year. We've gotten a lot of congratulations for making it a year on Blog Talk. We've had a fantastic time. We look forward to many, many more. We are going to take the show live pretty soon. I know we were telling you guys back around Christmas we were going to do it, but we just wasn't ready at that time. We want to make sure that when we do that, we really want you guys to see what's going on over here. We want to know if we want you guys to see us in our pajamas, not like on our reality show and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, we, we, we just enjoy you guys being here, and, and thank you again. And, um, again, we want to kind of thank you for um, joining us. If you have anything you want to say right now, go ahead. Um, I did tell the people in the chat room we're going to announce um, the prize because, honey, we read the contest, but we didn't tell them what they could win. Uh, that's <laughs> it's a, a surprise. How about we leave it like that? There you go. I'm okay. digging <laughs> that the most. Just win the contest. Just win the contest, definitely. And again, could you repeat those questions really quick, honey? I think that I, think that I can do that. I would say, when <laughs> did Barack, uh, Michelle Obama, and Barack Obama get married? What year? Or excuse me. What year did Michelle and Barack Obama get married? What year did Will and Jada Pinkett Smith mm-hmm. get married? How long have Tom and Katie Cruz been married? And last but not least, is a true or false, are Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie married? <laughs> now that one you wanted to tease them with. I gotta, I gotta tell you guys, this show was about politics. It was about getting out and rocking the vote. And we had a couple people in the chat room that um, had some opinions and stuff of the candidates. Please, please, please do not, this is very important, do not let someone else's opinion on how they feel about the presidential candidates, regardless of which one of them they're speaking of, influence you and how you feel. Reach into your own heart, you know, dance to the beat of your own drum, and make a decision based on you and what you want to see our future or you hope to want to see our future hold for your family, your children, your grandchildren, and so on and so forth. Because let's face it, folks, we're in a really serious time right now. We don't have time to be playing around with emotions and other people swaying us. Let's, let's decide. And we're not telling you who to vote for by any means. We're not you know, even going to say that, and I don't think that um, that's important. What's important is make a decision, make a stand, and go out and vote, whoever it's going to be for, because everybody's vote counts. And we want to just say again, thank you for joining us. And I wanted to share this song that our 15-year-old daughter um, is dedicating to the presidential candidates, um, whoever that presidential candidate may be. Here you go.
Goodbye, our friends. Recent.